1: Welcome to it's black and white, the Derby Telegraph's brand new Derby County podcast, where we'll be bringing you all the latest news and views uh, over the course of this season. Uh, starting with a look back at pre-season and a look forward to Derby County's first game against Sunderland. I'm Johnny Vanel. I'm here with Steve Nicholson and Chris Watson. How are we, gentlemen?
2: Very well, thank you, Johnny.
1: Good, thank you. Excellent. Uh, looking forward to it starting. Seems to have uh, all come round pretty quick, hasn't it?
2: It comes round rather too quickly these days for me at my age. I could do with a longer break if possible, but. Uh, yeah, it, it, pre-seasons, you know, you get into pre-season and then as the games chip away and you get close to the first game, the excitement starts to build. Mm.
1: Christopher, the preparations for the season sort of gone as well as expected, do we think? Or?
0: I think so. Um, they had some decent results, some interesting games, including two on the same night, which uh, I know Steve was gutted about because <laughs> it meant he couldn't, he couldn't cover all the games. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I went to Doncaster and he went to Port Vale, but they... Um, um, they were unbeaten uh, for for much of the for much of pre season. Lost the last two uh, against Northampton, and then had a really good test against uh, the German club Hoffenheim in the in the last one, which should bode well um, uh, for for the upcoming season. I think. Do Do we think that
1: that Northampton game is is that a worry sort of going into the season? I mean, obviously they, they were League One last season. They didn't have the best of seasons um, to, to sort of not score and, and lose. I know it's pre season, but. Is that a worry going forward? The, the
2: reaction I had on uh, social media suggested that. you know the, 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 There was a lot of fans who were very down about that performance. I think it's because it followed on the back of the win in Kaiserslautern. You know, if you go away uh, in pre-season and, and you get a good win, which they did uh, in Germany, and then they went to Northampton and, uh, and, and lost, uh, I think that... Uh, was a downer for them, but it is preseason. You know, you're going to get these games, and what's interesting is fans got to remember that in pre they they train an awful lot. You know, and and some some games you go into, they're going to look a bit leggy and, and a bit tired. That's only natural. And uh, I thought I still thought that was a really good test for them. I thought Northampton were good. Justin Edmunds has got a nice nice little team there.
0: They gave Derby a, a real strong workout, and uh, and that's what you need. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I think in recent years there seems to be much more emphasis suddenly on pre-season games, I mean Sunderland have been in the news after they they lost 5-0 at home to Celtic, now I think in past years that perhaps would have, would have maybe not made so many headlines, I remember didn't Derby lose 5 0 to Shrewsbury. Well, I was, I was, was just it? going to mention that.
2: Yeah, I remember sitting uh, at the, uh, the, the game Meadows, uh, George Burley's team, and they got absolutely battered 5 0 opening pre season. I mean, let's be honest, if you, if you made decisions on friendlies, we'd have all packed in on that game and the season wouldn't have happened, you know, because it, it was it a was horrendous performance. But as Chris says, you know, these things happen. These things, that's what preseasons season's about. But, but make no mistake, the Championship game against Sunderland would be a very very different game
1: mm. oh, I think just as a, and as a side note Ipswich didn't they lost 6 to to in this pre-season yes it did mm-hmm. and uh, I think that was a bit of a, a meltdown on East Anglia there but, uh, <laughs> just, just sort of looking at the squad then um, we obviously had three new signings come in uh, a few players come back from loan a few players come back from injury does it have that new squad feel to it uh, I,
2: I sense that yes, I think and say it's, it's a double whammy really. As you say, there are three new signings in uh, Curtis Davis, Andre Wisdom, and, and Tom Wilson and have settled in very well. You know, uh, there's been absolutely no problem there, and I think they will be important players this season. But I think it's the returning players as well. Chris Martin, mm. you know, Andy Vyman you know uh, Craig Forsyth at left back, who was out for much of last season injured. I think those returning, you know, they, they, they give what Gary Rowett says is a new feel to the squad. And, you know, there will be, I think, other other new signings as well and outgoings. So it, it feels like a new start. And, and I think that was important. I think Derby need a new start. After the last three or four seasons where they've gone close uh, to, to being promoted and,
0: and, and fallen away... I just feel now is the right time for a new start. You say new start, there's also a sense of familiarity in terms of Tom Huddleston coming back, Andre Wisdom coming back after his loan um, here in 2013-14, and Martin. as you've mentioned, Chris Martin, mm-hmm. Andre Simon. So there is that feel that these players know about the club, they know they know the they know their teammates and and, and what's needed. So hopefully that'll that'll serve them well Yeah,
1: a lot of fans you know, raving him and probably rightly so about Tom Huddleston and him coming back Steve, you've obviously known him sort of for a very long time is he as good as as people are suggesting and can he be the difference this season?
2: Yeah, I've known him since he was 12 and, and what's interesting about Tom for me is that when you talk about spotting players you know, I was always told you know, when you see a player there'll be no doubt that he's going to be a player and I saw it with Tom Huddleston I saw it with Wayne Rooney when he was 14, 13, 14. You know, it, they stand out and, and Tom Huddleston uh, played a year above his, his age. Uh, uh, so he was the youngest player in, in, in the team. That uh, The reason why I know it is my son was in the same team as him growing up. And he was, the, he was the youngest on the pitch and yet because of his size he looked the oldest on the pitch. But he always had this wonderful composure and this wonderful ability to pass a ball short and long and strike it so beautifully. Uh, and he's gone on to have a, a great career and I, I'm delighted for him. You know, he's, a, he's a great kid as well. Uh, but I think f- coming back now, he, he left as a boy, I, I wrote, and, he, and he's returned as a man. Uh, and I think fans seeing him now in pre-season just realise how, how good a footballer he is. And, and I think Derby, I, I, I've got a feeling he'll be a, a massive impact for him. As long as Derby have the balance around him right, because Tom, you know, he he can't get around, he's not a scurrier around midfield, he's more of a controller with the ball. And so you've got to get the balance around him right. And also, Derby have to be aware, tactically, that teams will drop a man onto him. So if you were playing Tom Wilson tomorrow, the first thing you would say to one of your strikes is, when Derby have the possession, one of you drop onto his toes so you stop the ball getting to him put him under pressure, keep the pressure on him, try and turn him round, try and force him backwards. Because if you let him play, he'll pick holes in, in, in your team all day long and he can hit 40, 50-yard balls. You know, I, We saw it pre-season. He's pinging balls left
0: and right all over the place. So that's something tactically Derby got to be aware of. It's, in, it's interesting because when he was here last time, um, there was a lot of debate over whether he was a central midfielder yeah. or a central defender, wasn't
2: there? There was, and interestingly, one of his... Very one of his very early games with Darwin I can't remember the age it may have been as an under 13 under 14 we went away to uh, Peterborough and they, uh, the coach at the time played him at centre back and they were looking at him as, as a centre back but heading's not one of Tom's great strengths or certainly wasn't and he didn't particularly like to head the ball uh, and so what he did as a centre half he was always looking as a long ball came forward to kind of chest it down or bring it down on his knee and then play it out and it got him into trouble once or twice so but I, I think I think midfield is, is his position. But uh, make no mistake, if he needed to drop into a in, into a back three or, or a back two as a kind of sweeper type player, he, he could do that as well.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Chris. You obviously saw him against Hoffenheim. Impressed with what you saw, Tom. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone had been raving about it. It was actually the first time I'd seen him play since he since he came back, sort of in the in the flesh, as it were. And uh, he just yeah, he just looks effortless when he's when he's on the ball and those passes. Um, he just looks like he could do that all day long. Now, I know pre-season friendlies are a bit different because there's perhaps a little bit less pressure, but he, he's done this over the years. He's done it at the top level in the Premier League. He's played for England, and he's, and that's what he's done. That's what he's made his career on. So um, I think there's going to be um, a lot of emphasis on him, but of course, we don't want to put too much pressure on him. We don't, know. <laughs> I tell
2: you what, when we talk about him striking the ball beautifully, I mean, I'd like to see him shoot more. Because I know he's got a thunderous shot. Still on Still hasn't him. scored for Derby. Still hasn't scored for Derby. You know, I mean, that has got to change this season because we need some goals from midfield. Like to see him shoot more. Maybe also from twelve yards. Maybe the penalty spot because Derby have got okay. enough problems with taking penalties, penalties at the, the moment. I mean, if you know, if you're a goalkeeper and Tom hits a ball from twelve yards, I mean, if you get in the way, of it you're like scoring in the back of the net anyway. So. <laughs> I remember uh, a scream
1: of a half volley scored against Man City for uh-huh. Tom running on t- to the box. Yeah. Straight Te- technically, Rayford.
2: technically very, very good and when you're technically that good at striking the ball really you know you, you, you shouldn't overlook any shooting opportunities
0: we used to joke in his first spell here that he he, he sometimes hit the ball too well because he was hitting the post the crossbar yeah, it would go goal like goalkeeper. an arrow wouldn't it and sometimes it'd go
2: straight down the yeah, keeper's yeah, throat sometimes yeah. you know people who shoot and they
0: scuff them they're the ones that go in the yeah. corner so yeah so we've talked a lot about tom but obviously not forgetting andre wisdom mm. and curtis davis yeah who w- will add to the defense hopefully yeah
1: Right. Okay. So let's move on to tomorrow then, and Sunderland. So where on earth do we start with this club? Because you know sometimes Derby fans think they're a bit bad. Uh, Sunderland just seem to have a nightmare after nightmare. Um, obviously relegated last season, lose their best player and top scorer. Bit of stability in, in Simon Grayson comes in, very good Championship manager. Uh, and then they go and sign off pre-season. I know we said it's pre-season, but with a 5 0 loss and then one of them, if Builder, comes out with a round that's far too, you know, not sensible, should we say. For no, not, what you <laughs> of, you know, not what you want before what you want the first game. So, yeah, I mean, obviously you, you two will both be heading up there. Uh, and let's just start off with a, a general one. What, what do you think sort of about the game? How do you see it going?
2: I still think it's a tough game, and we mustn't forget that. When the fixtures came out, it looked a tough game, and it's still a tough game. So, you know, if, if Derby and... I know uh, Chris spoke to uh, uh, Scott Carson about this, and and he said, you know, if if Derby underestimate Sunderland, then they'll get a shock. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's a tough game. Uh, And what's happened to Sunderland in in the past week or so can go two ways. It can galvanise them. You know, they can have a meeting, they can bang their heads together, and say, right, let's put this nonsense to one side and let's show people what we can do. That's the way I would like to to do it if I was in that dressing room. Uh, On the flip side. You know, If Derby go there, frustrate them, uh, Quiet in the crowd, get the crowd more edgy than they probably are, score first, all those things will, will certainly be a blow for Sunderland. But that goes without saying for, for, for every away game, That's, that should be the, 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 the kind of approach in all away games, you go there, you set your mark, you, you, you stall out, you make it difficult for the home side, you frustrate them and if you can score first, great, so I'm still expecting a very tough game and also... Derby's record there is is very very poor. You know, we've just we've just been looking at that, and I think it's 27 years since they won there in 1990. You know, they haven't won in the last 13 visits, so it's a tough place to go. And, 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 and I think what's important, and Gary Rouse spoke about this, is that they Derby have got to concentrate on themselves. Forget what's happening up there because that's a bit of a sideshow. They don't want need to get involved in that. It's of no importance to them. What's important to them is putting on a performance and coming away with a with a positive
0: result. I, think, I mean, it is a cliche about how important the first goal is. I think that's really the case here because we've seen Sunderland fans in the past, you know, they can, they can turn on the team. They're quite sort of vocal in that respect. And after everything that's gone on, they probably are a little bit down, certainly when you consider last season didn't win many games. And, and if, if Derby can get that first goal, in fact, if they can get an early goal, the might the feeling around the ground might be one of oh here we go again and Derby needs to capitalise on that and on the flip side if if Sunderland can score suddenly that just breathes life into their into their season and and, and puts everything else sort of out of their mind so I think I mean I'm, with most away games I think you'd be probably happy with the point would you agree Well with I'm, you a, agree I'm a, I'm a bit of
2: a traditionist where well I say uh, there's never a bad point away from home uh, we do play a guessing game in the car Which when we've little... got to, be
1: left to win. Like first this
2: season. You, you say that, and of course that will be absolutely perfect. But, but uh, you know, I think if they came away from there with a positive result, I think that would be very, very good for them. Uh, guessing which way championship matches go hmm. it, it is near impossible, and, uh, and that's rather—I'm well, rather glad you're not asking for school line predictions, Johnny. <laughs> I'll go. I'll
1: go for nil <laughs> now. So, so one for both of you then. Is there? Is this the best time for Derby to end that 27-year Who do against Sunderland?
0: Well, as
2: I said before, you know there, there are things that uh, things that have been going on at Sunderland which suggest it's a good time to play them. But honestly, once that whistle goes, the game will, will, will shape itself, and you know it's all right saying, you know, "Oh, Derby can do this and this and make it difficult for them." But why Sunderland start well, Why Sunderland start on fire? Why if they score the first goal? So you've got to be ready for all eventualities in, in, in games, and, and the game, as I say, will shape itself. The key is for Derby County to make sure their performance is right, their shape is right uh, and, and they punish Sunderland or any team they're playing this season, they punish them when the opportunities arise. And that's one of the little concerns for me from pre-season is that they've, they've made a lot of chances in games, a lot of opportunities and you know, they scored I think 11 goals in seven pre-season games. Four of them were against Kidderminster. You know, there's just a little concern there that you know that they've got to start making more of the chances, and the emphasis shouldn't always fall on the striker. Wide midfielders have got to start scoring goals. Midfielders have got to start scoring
0: goals because last season didn't score enough. And just on the team, I know we've been asking the fans who what their starting lineup would be. Uh, we've also asked Steve, and you've uh, you, you came up with yours, and I couldn't really argue with it. So, do you want to take us through? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I think I think most people can can pretty much pick the team. I think what's important is that Gary Rowett seems to be going for four three three again, and again, I've already written and I've said that I'm a little disappointed that we haven't moved away from that, uh, given what's happened in recent seasons. But I fully understand why why he's looking at that because the squad at the moment is shaped towards four three three. Uh, there's also the 4 3 one system but if he's going to go 4-3-3 we would all agree Scott Carson obviously he's a number one goalkeeper in dispute at the moment fantastic season last season and I think he's a very strong keeper back four again will pick himself uh, Wisdom right back Forsyth left back uh, Richard Keogh and, and, and Curtis Davis then you've got Tom Huddleson in the middle of midfield either side of him uh, Bradley Johnson on one side we feel and the other one was I thinking between Craig Bryson and, and, and Jacob Busfield. Different players. And and I, I'm I'm a big believer in balance in a team and I think if you're gonna go for real balance in there I think probably Bryson's legs because someone has to get closer to, to Chris Martin. You can't leave Chris Martin as a striker isolated. So Bradley Johnson and if it is Craig Bryson or Jacob Busfield, they have to have the legs, they have to get closer to him or even run beyond him. You know, otherwise, you, you isolate a striker in a 4-3-3 and you've got problems because you can't get out. Uh, and then in the wide areas, again, there's Anya, there's Blackman, who's not played a lot of football pre-season, there's Mason Bennett, there's Johnny Russell and there's Andy Vyman. And I think at the moment, I think over pre-season, what we've seen, Chris, uh, Andy Vyman and Johnny Russell probably get the nod in those, mm. in those positions. A lot of fans are still a bit upset that they haven't seen what they think is a direct replacement for Tommins mm. I'm not sure whether there's always going to be a direct replacement. I think it was a case of getting a bit more balance in the team. I mean, Tommins scored 15 goals, but he's very much an individual player, you know. And, and I'm just wondering whether what Gary Routs looking at is is a wide attacking player, but but more if it kind of where you get the balance of the side better than just an injury that's going to go out and score the goal. So I don't think it takes too much to work out the team it might be. There are one or two little things. Say you say he could change his system, but I think it won't be far off that.
1: For a spanner in the works do a four four two maybe?
2: <laughs> well four four two, I mean I, I, I really believe that a very solid and, and you know people say, oh this is all a bit old fashioned, isn't it, four four two? Not necessarily. I, I really believe a solid four four two would get out of this division. But to have a solid four-four-two, you've got to have a perfectly balanced midfield, and particularly in the wide midfield areas. And I think Burnley had this with uh, Arfield and Boyd, maybe as yeah. well. Leicester did. Yeah. Leicester. did they're up? not wingers; they're actually wide midfielders in the old yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't think at the moment we've got those in Derby squad to go that way. I just saw another spanner in the works for you as well—a uh, three-five-two. Is another one. It, it won't happen because you've got to work on that pre-season, but more and more teams are looking at a back three, and I think if you had a back three at Derby, Tom Huddleston was still playing a three-man midfield mm-hmm. as well, but you get two mm-hmm. up top. Mm-hmm.
1: They've probably got the players at 3
2: five, two, well, they've got it When all fit, they've got centre-halves, they've got enough centre-halves to do it. Uh, it's, if, if you've got wing-backs mm-hmm. as such, although I think Andre Whitson's more of a full-back than a wing-back. Uh, which again suits me. I don't, I don't mind that particularly. In the
1: back three though, yeah, it's
2: just it's just the top end of the pitch. Uh, I, I don't I don't want to see Derby get into stages of the season where it's all all on Chris Martin's shoulders and games where he can be isolated in that position. And that's why when Gary came in, because you remember last season he he, he went with a four two three one and actually played with Nugent or Vidra behind Martin.
0: Yeah, and at times that looked effective. Mm. I mean, Nottingham Forest, the way uh, springs to mind. And I know um, David Nugent has said he's enjoyed Mm. playing off Chris Martin Mm. in pre season. Um, Obviously, that will depend on the formation that's picked, whether he plays or not, you'd imagine. Um, And Vidra just coming back from injury, of course, he got his goal against Hoffenheim, so he could still uh, have a part to play. Yeah,
2: the Mm Vidra one's interesting. I think if he had played more minutes in pre season, Mm -hmm. Rather than be injured, he would have been in my starting eleven, mm. uh, and I think he gives you that option. I know he's been used on the left of a four-three-three. Of I prefer to see him where he probably played for Watford, is mm. he, behind the striker, and that's where the four-two-three-one comes in, or even the four-four-one-one.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it might be the case that he chooses different formations for different games, yeah, and I think that would be good. Uh, I know people talk about continuity, but uh,
2: I believe in this division. You've got to, have to find different ways of winning matches and to just stick with one system, which is what Steve McLaren did. I thought it was one of Steve McLaren's downfalls. He kind of stuck stubbornly to one system, even in the 4 even though he didn't have the players to play that. Chris Martin was injured, George Thorne injured, key players.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but he stuck with it, and I thought he should have changed... And I I've got a feeling that with Gary Rowett we'll see a bit more flexibility.
1: You mentioned about the division then, so let's move on to the, the championship. Obviously Derby getting underway on Friday, most of the teams will play on the Saturday. Um, no big hitters i.e. Newcastle United this season, but it's looking you know as competitive as it sort of has in any other season, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean it's interesting to look at the bookies odds. They they don't always mean too much but 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 we always look at them when the when the uh, the teams of when the lineups are obviously confirmed and I think for the past few years Derby have, have been right up there and in fact they are up there again but this time I think there's six teams uh, above them in terms of being favourites to, to win the league. Um, uh, you've got Middlesbrough who have come down, of course, very only very recently uh, they they got out of this division. Um you've got Aston Villa who are similar to Derby perhaps underachieved last season, well definitely underachieved last season, but they've they've uh, they've invested again, so will they be will they be there or thereabouts and, and Fulham of course got to the playoffs and Jukanovic done a, done a great job there and Wolves spending spending big money also so that I mean they, they they're the teams that people seem to be talking about Sheffield Wednesday as well. So, I mean, that gives you some idea yeah. what what I've they're up against. i lost count, of, yeah. I've yeah, lost count of how many clubs there. But yeah. you're right; that there are so many. I
2: mean, yeah. you could say there'll be double figures of clubs who will all have a similar idea, twelve to fourteen, mm-hmm. of of being in that top six. I think, I think Villa. Everyone seems to think they're favourites or among the favourites with Middlesbrough. That's fine, having the players that Villa have got. But how quickly can they mould a team, and also can they handle the expectation? Derby been here before where they're expected to do it, and expectation is, is a huge burden on your shoulders. So, can Villa handle that expectation? Borough look kind of well set up, mm-hmm. uh, but it's you know, no one predicted to Huddersfield this last season. I mean, I, you know, I hold my hands up, I thought they might struggle last season, so they made a, a kind of mug of me, really, you know. And, uh, know and, nice and, and you there will know? be no, not the first time, as you <laughs> say, Johnny, it, ha- it happens most days, I think, and uh, but no, I think. There will there will be a surprise package. That's that's what happens, uh, and, and 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 we can all look foolish predicting what, what's going to happen or what's not. I mean, for me, I, I haven't got Derby in my top two, but I, I fully expect them to be challenging for the for a top six finish. And, and I think if they finish in the top six, that's certainly progress in what is Guyrat's first full season. That will be progress on last season's very disappointing night.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting uh, you know, looking at clubs like Wolves and Norwich who are obviously being sort of heavily tipped, but there's a lot of unknown quantities going on there. They've both, both sorry, brought in foreign managers, they've both brought in a lot of foreign players who, who don't know the league. So you know, like I think Garrett might have alluded to it in pre-season, You know, there are a lot of different styles and, and everything that are going to be going on this
0: season. I think that's what makes it so hard to predict, because as you say, you don't know how some of these players Signings are going, are going to adapt, and I think that was one of the things with Huddersfield. Of course, you brought in a lot of German players, and you might think, well, you know, what do they know about the Championship? Well, it turns out, you know, um, they fitted in quite nicely. Um, so it is, again, a, a cliche, but it's, it's, it's such a hard division to get out of, and it's such a hard division to predict, isn't it? Yeah, we, had
2: a, we, had, we ran a poll of uh, where Derby fans predicted. Derby would finish the season, and and, and uh, the, the highest percentage of votes went to seventh or lower. And I think that's where where a lot of Derby fans, are, uh, where their mindset is at the moment. But that can change, because that that can change with one or two additions, say in, in the attacking third, which is which Gary Routs looking for. If they can land those one or two players, then then I think everyone's predictions look a bit different, and they'll mm-hmm. suddenly think, I tell you what, we, we we can be in with the right shout here. But so much, so much depends on, 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 on luck with injuries, you know, uh, consistency. That's what I'd like to see from Derby this season. I want to see an end to the, the lurching from uh, eight games uh, without defeat to eight games without a win, which is what has set Derby back. You cannot get promoted in the Championship by being so inconsistent. So I want to see greater consistency. I think there will be. I think Derby will be tougher to play against than they have been. I think they'll have, hold a better shape without the ball uh, so I think they'll play with more purpose. It won't be passing for passing's sake. They'll get the ball forward quicker, which doesn't necessarily mean long ball Wimbledon tactics. You know, in the old days, it doesn't mean that. It just means picking the right ball at the right time. If it means forward, then you go forward. So yeah, at, at the moment, I just sense fans are a little bit unsure of whether they can get top six, but. That will soon change with, with a with a, a good result at Sunderland and, and B maybe with one or two more new faces. Right
1: then, chaps, uh, I'm going to press you. Quick prediction before we go tomorrow night. We're going to do score prediction. We're absolutely doing score prediction. Right. Sunderland
2: like derby. I think I think Derby will get something tomorrow night. I'll oh, go on. Then. Uh, if you're pushing me for score prediction, John, which, yeah. I, which I told you not to <laughs> before the podcast started. Uh, if you are, I'll go for two-one Derby win.
0: Well, I've already said mine. I'm going to stick with 0 nil, no, no. nil, and I, and so, I apologise. Can't say 0-0 every week. I apologise <laughs> for that. Um, and but I just, I, I, think that would be a decent result I, if, if Derby can go out there and be solid and uh, and and keep the shape, stick to the game plan. Of course, you know it'd be great to say they'll nick a one nil win. Maybe they will. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll start off on a on a slightly pessimistic note and go for a goalless draw. And didn't you say three three, John? <laughs> Was it three three?
1: What did I say? Uh I, no, I'm I'm gonna go for on. one 0 derby. Uh, I think that's well, not too dissimilar to mine, isn't it? Chris Martin will score in uh, the seventy eight. Oh very good.
2: So we're not doing predictions then. Heard it here. Hear
1: hear right. It. Right. <laughs> right. Thanks everybody for uh, for listening to this one. Uh, we'll be back next week for, for much more of your uh, Derby County news and views. So uh until then you can obviously follow all, all our Rams news on our website uk, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon cheers